Moxley. It's a rough the discus. The huge suplex. And good evening, everybody. Welcome to a very unique of Thoughts Count Anywhere. This week's edition is coming to you live from all over the valley. I am Aaron Phillips, and I'm coming to you live from the Phillips Fortress. I'd like to now introduce to you my partners. I know coming from the Hosey household, Mr. Scott Hosey. You, sir. How are you doing this weekend, Aaron? Or this week, Aaron? I'm doing the same as everyone, hunkered down enjoying life to the most that can happen absolutely the best that we can and allow me me to bring in our other host tonight coming from the mullen mansion mr matt mullen joins us how are you buddy i'm doing good just working and doing the same stuff as always and in the background you have your male valet mr jason the bell ringer for us how are you jason good Good. let me let me mention to our sorry I'm just I'm just riffing here, you know. I mean, this is what happens when we're quarantined. Um, I do want to let our audience know that uh, Johnny Rock, who's normally the uh, the last of our, people, uh, he is on special assignment tonight, so he will not be joining us. So uh, he'll be back with us this week. But nonetheless, uh, want to just welcome everybody to the show, and uh, we have a lot going on. We're calling this show the um, Future Endeavor Show. And that is for obvious reasons. If you've you've been following the news today, WWE has really rocked the wrestling world. And that's going to be a lot of what we'll talk about tonight as we get through. And so we are very interested in hearing your thoughts, which, of course, our call in is 702-660-7666. That is... um, 702-660-7666. 702-660-7666. I'm sorry, I'm monitoring the chat room as well, and I just saw something pop up, so that's why I got distracted there. And you can chat with us in the chat room. Uh, hopefully, uh, everything is going well and you guys can uh, hear us. So, gentlemen, are we ready to get this show started? Oh, yeah. Absolutely, and I have some breaking news for everyone. All right, well, uh, we don't have a ticker tape or the sound of, like, uh, ABC News. Dun, 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 breaking news. Take it away. What you got? All you need is the last 30 seconds of NXT. First good cameo of our good friend, Killer Cross. Oh, yeah. I was just about to say the same thing. What did he do? He basically took uh, – Johnny was uh, backstage, obviously – taped you know i i had it on mute so i really couldn't tell but you know obviously johnny had the the match last week um he was backstage huffing and puffing so uh next thing you know an attack johnny's laying on the floor and all of a sudden you see a face come down basically taunting him so you know what our boy has made his first true nxt appearance awesome <laughs> Right on. Congratulations, Mr. Killer Cross. Yes, absolutely. And obviously, Scarlett's around. I didn't know if she made a... All I saw was Kevin on the... Or, I'm sorry, Killer on the uh, screen. Um, didn't know if Scarlett made, made an appearance. Oh, that yeah. That would, that would have been her boots, yes. Oh, her, her boots made an appearance? Yeah, because obviously they were high heel boots, so... 
Ah, all right. As a matter of fact, Ryan in our chat room mentioned that too. So she made her semi appearance. We'll call it. Her ankles so, debuted. Yeah. Or her ankles. I'm glad you clarified that you said boots and not booty. I would not want Killer Cross to come after you. He wouldn't anyway. <laughs> I want to thank everybody who's in the chat room. I see our buddy Thomas is in there tonight. He's lighting things up. Ryan, of course, just jumped in there as well. I've also started a watch party, so everybody's welcome to jump in there. And as I see some names coming out, I'd love to share everybody's names uh, with who we've got. So again, our studio line, 702-660-7666. That's 702-7666. And from what I could tell, it's like right down here below our screen. Um, uh, Aaron back studio, the only visual I'm seeing on my laptop right now is Matt, nothing is changing. Although I do see on the phone that it looks like we're going up in order, which I guess is a good thing. Um, all right, uh, so with that, Mr. Bell Ringer, let's hear a bell, please. Very good, I hear voices. Mr. Matt, why don't you get us started with our rumors? The only rumor I saw really was that Oscar is in line for a main push for Monday Night Raw because she's been so dependable like during the whole empty arena thing. She's probably wrestled the most matches and she hasn't really been pushed since she's been on the main roster, honestly. So it'd be interesting to see what they do with her. And and that's an interesting take because of course the one knock still, if they do push her, and I saw that article too is the fact that, of course, her mic skills leave much to be desired, uh, which will open up conversation about if they do give her a push, the conversation will also be about whether she should get a manager. So, Scott, she burned a bridge with Paige when the Kabuki Warriors sort of dumped her unceremoniously. If a manager were to take over, who do you think would be good to work with Asuka? That's hard to say right now because Paige was a perfect match for them. Uh and with all the cuts, we've got to see where all the, you know, when the dust settles, who's who's available. But yeah, she, yeah, she definitely needs a manager. The old school mentality of if you can't work the mic, you need a manager. Uh, not necessarily true in all cases. Nick Bockwinkle is one of the best on the mics. But, you know, Bobby the Brain Heenan managed him, but that was for different circumstances. Um, it, it's just we got to see where the dust settles. But she definitely needs somebody. Matt, who do you think? Uh, a good female manager, I would like, I'm not even really sure. It's not, Paige was really good for them, but now that she's out of the picture with them, I'm not sure. Is there, is there somebody, Jason, is there somebody that is on the shelf right now for the women's division that maybe can't wrestle, but can come back to some active duty that perhaps that comes to mind is I can't think of anybody, but does somebody come to, to mind that maybe fit that bill that can at least step in to start off as a manager for her? Can't really think offhand on that one, Aaron. There are a few of the divas that are on the shelf, but a name that doesn't, doesn't name doesn't really come to mind. Um, I agree with Matt on this one and Scott Paige was a good fit. Mm -hmm. she, she knew because she's been in that manager role before. Right. So, and now that a lot of the WWE superstars have been furloughed or let go, we know one diva that may not come back. A pregnant Ronda Rousey? No, Lana. 
Yeah, and it's interesting that you bring up Lana. For those who don't know, uh, Rusev was part of the cuts today, so Rusev Day will no longer be celebrated in the WWE, as well as Aiden English, the guy that really helped him get that started at that time. He was released the first, quote-unquote, official commentator that was released by WWE. Um, I can't imagine them keeping Lana. Do you, if releasing Rusev, because this thing with Lashley at some point, please, dear God, has got to end, and it looks like they're starting to unravel that now a little bit. I I just don't see Lana really being a logical person to stick around. Do you guys? No. No. No, I see her being gone pretty soon. Yeah, I I just, to me, it just doesn't seem to make sense. Now, could this be a case, though, where we (laughs) see a guy, look what Sami Zayn has been doing with Shinsuke. Could we possibly see a putting her into a stable like that where a guy like Shinsuke, who has the same mic issues really that Asuka has, um, fall under Sami Zayn's little, little group there? How's your thought? That'd be kind of interesting, but as I was thinking about it, as annoying as Asuka is with like her Japanese thing, screaming, could you imagine if like she's in the middle of screaming and out of nowhere comes the, excuse me! <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, man. You know, I have to say, I've been trying to get Vicky Guerrero to acknowledge to come on the show. I was messaging with her through Twitter last week, and we just keep missing each other. So that would be a great question if I can get her to come on the show that we, we can ask her. But, boy, that's an interesting combination there. I want to mention in the chat room that uh, Thomas brings up that Lana just signed a new contract. Well, I just want to throw out there, so did um, Gallows and Anderson. They, too, recently just signed a contract, and they were let go. So contracts really don't mean a hill of beans. So Just like uh, the NFL. Yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Or the XFL. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Chris Chandler <laughs> believes that Lana will be staying, and uh, – who, Ryan, whose son-in-law did get released? By, who whose son-in-law are you referring to? I'm not sure who you're refer, referring to in the comment section. But other other than that, my other thought is if if Brock is away for a while, why not have Heyman be her mouthpiece? Man, yeah, that would work too. He's always backstage, so he's gonna need something to do. <laughs> yeah, besides uh, running wrong, not like he's busy enough actually. Yeah, but I would. I think I would like to see him. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing him impaired with her. I think that would be uh, in it. Scott, what do you think about Heyman doing? Oh, thank you. Yes, Vicky's son-in-law. Yes, that. I could see. I could see it happening. I don't think it'd be a good mix. They just don't have the chemistry. You you would need somebody um, who is a little bit more active and wild, um, sort of like uh, when you know Mr. Uh, Fiji or. And Saido and all them, you had the the language issue there, but you had them running around the ring. Heyman's not going to run around the ring. His days, yeah, look at him. He, he doesn't run very well. Right. You mean Fuji, not Mr. Fiji. Yeah, that's right. Fuji. From turnbuckle to turnbuckle. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. By the way, and Ryan, thank you for pointing this out. Uh, and I forgot about this connection. Vicky Guerrero's son-in-law is Aiden English. So, oh, yes. yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, Chris Chandler votes for Scott to be her manager, by the way. 
Thanks, Chris. I really appreciate that. <laughs> I know I have, I, you know, I'm part Japanese, but I'm sorry. Asuka just wears on me. She has not been anything since she left NXT. That is, you know, that's very true. And, that, and that's, you know, we talk about a push and uh, whatever they didn't do it. Uh, we forget, you know, she did have the title for a while. She did have the undefeated streak, though broken by, by Charlotte at, at, uh, at that one uh, match. But we forget, it seems like we forget she was on the mountain. We forget about her win streak, uh, all those matches, what, 400-plus matches, whatever it was. And now we're talking about her getting a push as if this is her first ever push in pro wrestling. I find that sort of ironic. True. We go from, like, the mountaintop to being, like, kind of mediocre for a hot while. I guess your rise back to the top would be considered a push after a while. One one person that just popped into my mind would be uh, Natty. Natty t- would turn heel. Not a bad I can see that. But I don't know if she's right. I mean, do you really think it's time for her to get into that managerial role, so to speak? Got to start sometime. Yeah, but I, I don't know. Yeah, First of all, how well was Natty as a heel Previously, I don't know that she went over well as a heel. She's she's one of these people that I think is a face. I think she's meant to be a baby face, and I'm not too sure she's cut. Yes, she's been a heel at times, but I don't think her heel personality has gone over as well as her being a baby face. Yeah, that, that is true, but, you know, things are meant to be changed, just like rules. Yes, that's very true. Hey, I want to remind everybody, thank you, everybody, for being in the chat room. You can see our phone number is right down below there. I don't know if I'm going to get the finger pointed just right. I'm basing it off of a delay here. But 702-660-7666 is our studio line. We can take calls. Aaron Ellicus is back in the studio for Go Live Vegas, which, by the way, I'm going to make a little segue here. Um, If anybody in the local Vegas area or really anywhere in the country, if you need some video work or you want to do a show, uh, anything regarding having a platform to get a message out with some great production value, please give Aaron a call at Go Live Vegas at, I have wrote down his number, 702-344-6622. That's 702-344-6622. Of course, you can find him on Facebook under the Go Live Vegas uh, Facebook page. You can go to the app, golivevegas.com, as well as the downloadable app as well. But give him a call, everything from commercial to graphics to to hosting shows, television, radio, you name it, Go Live Vegas can do it all. So, Aaron, I hope I, I said that just the way you wrote it for me. But anyway, thank, thank you. Thank I, you. I, you're welcome. <laughs> Digress. Um, all right. So as long as we're doing as long as we're doing a little name dropping here, Aaron, if you could please bring up the uh, flyer for um, PowerPlay Sports, and I will turn it over to Scott to talk up PowerPlay Sports Collectibles online. Take it away. Well, first of all, for all the wrestling fans out there, we're running a special. It's our wrestling mystery lot. Uh, you get an 8 to 10 autographed 8 by 10s. Guaranteed 8. You could get up to 10 8 by 10s. You can get 8 with a couple trading cards signed. But you could guarantee to get 10 autographed items, all $60 delivered. Uh, I know Chris Chandler got a package the other day, and he opened it on his uh, chat room and is very excited. I think he got a Matt Hardy uh, Brutus, the barber beefcake, and yeah, it, it's been a long day. Um, well, names and those things are definitely worth the money. Yeah, and um, I had another guy 
who purchased one uh, got a Tessa and a Young Bucks together. Another one got a Bret Hart. You know, I'm getting all the thank yous in that. Sold about uh, 25 of them already. We have another 10 that we put up online. So you can get them off the website, powerplaysportscards.com, or you can get them off of eBay also if you'd like. And it's $60, <coughs> so it averages 6 bucks an autograph. Can't go wrong. Did you say Tessa Blanchard? Tessa Blanchard. Like the one I have here in my hot little hand? Yes. Yeah. Look at that. This one, I do this for Matt, by the way. We got to get our Tessa. And maybe when we get to the uh, indie report, if we even have it on the uh, slate today, I'll hold it back up for the visual. How's that, Matt? Sounds good to me. All right. Yeah. Just, I, just, I just don't want to get this side, uh, you know, mad at us, though. That's the other problem I have, you know. Yes, sir. I'm golfing. You're good. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Real quick. Uh, we're forgetting too. Natty at one time was a manager for Davy Boy Smith Jr. and Tyson Kidd. Yeah, but they were not heels, though, were they? No, they were kind of one point, I guess. Okay, I just to me, you guys, your audio is breaking up. You guys, your audio is breaking up. Matt and Jim. Your audio is breaking up. Can you hear me now? You're jumbled. Nope. You're jumbled. Try now. Nope, we lost your audio. All right, Scott, let me turn it back over to you while he works on that, if you don't mind. I mean, Natty was a heel not too long ago. True. And, True. and I, to me, I just, like I said, to me, she's a face, almost, almost, not quite. It's going to be a bad comparison, but almost to the point of a um, John Cena-esque level of not, John never could turn heel. And to me, Natty kind of falls into that category of really not doing well as a heel versus being a babyface. And I, I just don't see her being the manager at this point, unless she totally gives up in-ring performance. She's getting to that age where you might want to think about it. Yeah, it could be, could be. Of course, she'll also be very valuable down to the performance center as a trainer as well. Oh, absolutely. No doubt about it. She's definitely a good uh, good asset to have around, and I don't see her being released or anything, so why not go with the flow and, you know, find your mix, find your match in there somewhere. Absolutely. All right. Let's see if we can get it back to and uh, if we can get a bell ring right now so we can move on. Jason, let's hear the bell. <laughs> kind of. Kind of. It sounds like someone dropped nails into a tin can. <laughs> uh, Matt, you might want to try. You might want to try do something with your audio. You're still coming across choppy. All right. All right. I'll try to fix it. Oh, there you go. Right, You're back. There, there he's back. There you go. You're back. Right, okay. That's right. I mean, I'd hate to have to bring in you know Johnny from you know Parts Unknown. <laughs> the shame. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. To, let's go to the WWE report. We kind of been touching on a little bit here and there, but let's talk about the down in Florida. Governor Florida has deemed the WWE essential business, allowing them to continue to run their shows at the Performance Center live. And I, you know, I think WWE is getting the high end of this, partly for two reasons. Number one, I guess Linda McMahon has offered to donate a chunk of change to the state of Florida, uh, for one thing, but I think he labeled all sports as essential business for the sanity of communities. So WWE got pulled out of that, but I think the governor was also referring to general sports in general. Scott, 
Let's start with you. You're absolutely spot on. The only reason it got pulled out and highlighted by certain news agencies is don't forget who's in the WWE Hall of Fame. And like you mentioned, Linda McMahon is also in Trump's cabinet. So certain news agencies and media will suck out that little portion without giving the rest of it. Let's put the whole story out there for the people to read. <laughs> Matt, go ahead. Your thoughts. I thought it was uh, from like the whole thing of like all sports being what it being essential. It's like a makes sense. It's the way the news is like pulling it that it's just WWE and bringing Linda and Trump into it and everything else. It's kind of silly, but WWE being like an essential business when they're closing like everything else is kind of kind of weird. But for us being a wrestling podcast, so it gives us news and gives everybody a couple hours of entertainment every couple days. So cool with me. Absolutely. Uh, we lost the visual on Matt. He'll be pop popping back in in a second. Um, I want to make a mention of a comment that just popped up in my chat room to Thomas. He keeps chanting for wanting Johnny Rock back. He wants Johnny back. I mean, Scott, correct me if I'm wrong, but if Thomas keeps this stuff up, he may be banned from our chat room forever. Absolutely, but Chris can stick around. He wanted me to be a manager, so I think that's absolutely yeah. I, that's fine. I'm okay with that. Yeah, but uh, Thomas, you're you're walking a thin line here, Thomas. Uh, anyway, I'm I'm only kidding, but yeah, we we want Johnny back soon. Johnny had some uh, other obligations tonight. Right. You can't fault him, and I wish him well. And we'll see him next week. Absolutely. Hey, by yep. the way, while we're waiting for Matt to pop back in there visually, I want to send out a heartfelt thank you. I guess this is how you do it. I don't know. I've never been good with hand signals except for one. But um, <laughs> anyway, a heartfelt thank you to all of our first responders, nurses, doctors, EMTs, firemen, police, whoever and whatever as is the ones responding to our coronavirus people in our community. We want to give a hearty thank you and continued support and love from all of us here at Thoughts Count Anywhere and Go Live Vegas. Um, you are underappreciated and overly valued at this point. And I hope at some point, uh, I know many places around the country, Scott, are honoring uh, first responders in communities with police uh, acknowledgement. You know, they're, they're especially the nurses and doctors in hospitals, they're doing lineups and they're, they're, they're sending sirens out They're They're leading them to work, you know, you know, in a police escort. So I, I like that type of way we're honoring our first responders in the ERs and the doctors and the nurses. I think that's pretty cool. Absolutely. And don't forget, we had the uh, great Air Force Thunderbirds uh, do a yes. flyover of the all Las Vegas area, which cost, cost a pretty penny to do. But, you know, you mentioned the first responders and I come from that background and yeah. Not to slight them one bit, but don't forget, we got the people running the grocery stores oh, and things yeah. like that that are definitely um, essential personnel out there taking a large risk also. Absolutely. Uh, Matt, are you back with us? I can hear you. Okay. We just can't see you, so your video went out. Um, your thoughts on those who are helping us stay well in our communities? Very thankful for all of them. I know a lot of people in the medical field, a couple nurses, and they put like their families basically on hold because even when they're out of work, a lot of them are staying in like hotel rooms and everything else is to keep their family safe and all that. So they're risking a lot more than people think. Absolutely. Absolutely. By the way, I want to thank Don Smith, who's in the chat room, who, as I started talking about our first responders, 
Uh, she just sent up a boatload of hearts uh, through the chat room. So Don, I see you out there. Thank you. Thomas, Thomas, yes, sir. Thank you very much for responding to that. By the way, Ryan picked up on my hand gesture, the stone cold hand gesture, by the way. Thank you for Ryan for catching that as the uh, hand gesture. Chris suggests, how about Vince McMahon being Asuka's manager? I don't know about that one. Oh, God, no. <laughs> Scott, you seem frozen on me, buddy. No, nah, I'm just sitting here watching all the chat room and everybody's oh, okay. opinion. So um, gotcha. I, I actually uh, agree with most of the stuff coming through. Um, By the way, if, if anybody needs masks, my, my wife and daughter um, have been on the, my, my daughter, who's the traveling gypsy who works for the national musicals that, that for the company, she's been home stroll, obviously, since everything got shut down in the middle of March. Well, a local, um, like auxiliary union of the um, union that she's part of for the, mus the musical and, and the sound folks, they were taking on the task of putting masks together. And uh, they sent out, they took a picture on Facebook not too long ago, if I can find mine real quickly. And um, whatever material, my wife is, is a, one of these artistic people that can make things out of materials. And so we had a lot of scrap materials. And so they put together over 100 masks to be donated. And some of them are very similar to something like this. You can see I had one custom made there with uh, my Giants material. And then, um, <laughs> exactly. And then being, being a guy who's on the radio, yeah, I'm not going to hook it on, but I guess you could see there some uh, microphone material. So oh, cool. a friend of mine back in Virginia actually reached out to my wife and she ordered, I don't know, like half a dozen or so to share with her and her family. And um, yeah, so I mean, if anybody wants some custom made stuff, man, just reach out to me on Facebook. I have my wife reach out. Um, these are all, these are cotton. They're washable and reusable. Um, so those who feel that they would like something like that, hey, just uh, just reach out and let me know. As long as we're talking about masks, um, put a link on the Facebook page. What's that? Put a link on the Facebook page. That's, that's a good idea. I'll post the picture that uh, they took of the hundred or so that they completed. I want to send a shout out to my cousin Greg back in New Jersey, who is currently listening and he's in the chat room. Greg, good to see you, buddy. I owe you a phone call to catch up. Uh, but anyway, let's get back on task here. We digressed a little bit as we were working out some of the uh, logistical stuff. Yeah, Thomas, let me know if you want some, man. We'll get some specially made for you. All right, let's move on. Um, oh, there you go. There's my girls. Okay, thank oh, you. Nice. That. That's over 100 masks, hand-sewn, hand-done by my, by my, that's my daughter on the right, my my wife on the left side there. Um Talk, just showing the, the 100 or so masks. And uh, yeah, I appreciate you putting that up there. So if you are interested in having some masks made, uh, by all means, just reach out to me via the Thoughts Count Anywhere page or direct my Aaron Phillips Facebook page. And all we ask is that uh, donation for time and material is all that, that they have asked for for anybody that's wanted it. So Aaron, thank you for pulling that up, man. I appreciate it. Not a problem. Uh, oh, wait, what is that? <laughs> What is that buy my mugs thing down there on this, on this shot? No, buy my mugs. All right, we'll give a quick plug. Portnoy.com, Neil Portnoy, my host on um, Twin Brothers from Different Mothers. As you guys may know, he does portrait illustrations of many of the entertainers in town. And a couple of years ago, he was kind enough to do one of, of this mug. And so what he's doing to help give back to the, all the entertainers that are out of work at this time is he's taken all of those portrait 
um, uh, illustrations that he did uh, on coffee mugs. So if you'd like to have a, the mug on, um, you can go to portnoid.com, click on shop in the over 60 plus mugs with all the different entertainers, including yours truly. And the benefit of having a name that starts with an A is I come up first in the list, so you don't have to go very far to me. Uh, they're $20 a mug, and each entertainer for the mugs that you purchase actually gets a percentage of the mug that's purchased back to them uh, to help us defray some of our costs during this time when there's nothing going on for entertainers. So um, anyway, plugs all over the place for everybody, and we, we appreciate it. But let's get back to business. 702-660-7666. Uh, give us a call. I am monitoring. We're all monitoring the chat room. Um, but give us a call. Okay, Ronda Rousey, gentlemen. Uh, let's get back to that. She made some comments uh, last week that um, were not well taken within the WWE family about it being called fake. Is it a work for a comeback, or was she being honest? Scott, let's start with you. I think it's a work. She's always been – well, first of all, she's not a very personable person. Um, never was in the ring at the UFC, would never shake hands, things of that nature. So she fits a heel image a lot better. The whole, you know, Rowdy, Ronda, Rousey, Piper image, I just thought was kind of more of a joke. Uh, she needed to come in as the uh, UFC badass and, and whoop ass. Matt? I think it's totally a work. I've met her probably like 10, 15 times. He's legit one of the nicest people you'll ever meet so if she says anything bad about fans i'm almost guarantee it's some kind of work but hearing nia jack saying she'd risk her job to kick her butt i would pay <laughs> any amount of money to watch ronda rousey beat the living piss out of her uh jason your thoughts dare i ask no i, I agree on that one ronda is really one of the most down-to-earth women I've ever met as far as in the octagon. She went out of her way at a UFC event and was there, told the fans, hey, I got all these interviews to do. I'll come back out and I'll sign. And she signed for everybody. So she is, she works really good at making people hate her. She's very good at that. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's what she does best. Hey, I want to send a special shout out to somebody that I just saw, saw pop up in the watch party. Frankie DeFalco popped in. He is watching us right now, currently on uh, in the uh, watch party. By the way, Matt and Jason, you guys are starting to fade into the background. You guys are very dark visually up front with that light behind you. I don't know if there's another light you can turn on or adjust that, but just wanted to give you a heads up visually that you're kind of fading into the background. All right. We're going to save the release conversation towards the end of this. Um, Let's talk about Money in the Bank, Scott. Um, the uh, uh, venue in was it Baltimore, I believe. They canceled the Money in the Bank uh, event on their accord. And now, of course, Money in the Bank will be at the Performance Center. Your thoughts? Well, it's going to be like that for a while. You know, you're not going to have the U.S. or any individual states or places that, you know, have people right next to each other you know, open up anytime soon. And that flows right into AEW. So with anybody having tickets here to double or nothing, the MGM just, you know, race that. So, you know, I hate to skip ahead, but it's pretty much in the same context. Absolutely. Yeah, that was just announced this week. Matt, your thoughts. Sorry, what was that? Your thoughts on Money in the Bank now going to the Performance Center that it was the arena that canceled the event, not the governor or the city. It was the arena now at the 
performance center for money in the bank. Oh, gotcha. It makes sense because of all the stay-at-home orders for every state. So some of them are just getting ahead of the curve. And now WWE being essential in Florida, it's an easy decision to, like, hey, just do it there where it's allowed. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Um, I'm personally, I'm just glad the pay-per-view is going on. It's like I said for WrestleMania. I didn't have a chance to share my thoughts last week with you guys. But I was kind of... I was happy that I had eight hours of different type of programming that I was able to watch instead of something that I had DVR'd or the same shows that I normally watch. So I was glad for something different. And I think Money in the Bank on May 10th, one drawback could be is that it is Mother's Day Sunday. And I know generally for Mother's Day, it's usually breakfast and brunch. So early in the day generally may not be a problem, except on the West Coast, because at the start time, that we have out here, was it like three in the afternoon or four? Most yeah, people are just probably getting ready to come home from their Mother's Day activities. But other than that, again, I'm looking forward to just another thing to watch of entertainment that's different than what I've been stuck on watching for the last six, seven weeks so far. So I'm, I'm glad at least the event was not canceled. Well, even if you want to take your mom out for breakfast or brunch, you still got to order takeout so you can still watch it on the WWE Network. That's, you know what? That's that's a great point. Uh, yeah, you see, you take everything for granted. Uh, you're right about that. I just uh, tell you what, though. Yeah, that that would be nice. All right, let's stick with the NFL and employment here for a second. The XFL has officially filed bankruptcy and will not be returning for season number two. Um, my immediate thoughts before I turn it over to you guys. I thought the XFL this go around had a good shot of sustaining to at least a second season. Um, there was a lot of positive talk. They, they, everybody loved the communication with the booth and hearing the coaches talk and the, the um, replay ref and all of that. Uh, in my opinion, had this not have happened and they finished the season, I definitely think they would have been back for season two. Therefore, it's unfortunate they go by the wayside, but I'm not surprised. Matt, I'll start with you. I was really hoping it was going to succeed. I really like the XFL, like some of the concepts they had. They're like the viewership was like going down a little bit, but the attendance kept going up every week. So it was starting to catch on, and I thought it was a really good alternative to the NFL. I hope somehow, some way, it comes back again. But I think two strikes, and I don't know if Vince got enough money to fork over all that again. I would say probably not based on the way he's, you know, he cashed in a lot of stock to start the XFL. And if they cut this many people, and I saw the stat, and I'm I'm paraphrasing here, some $4 million worth of salary, more or less, was cut today, which somehow translates into $140 million for the year in revenue that is being saved. I don't know how they calculated that, but based on that and the stock market and everything else, I think you're right. I don't think he has a round three in him. I think he would become a bigger joke if he even tried a third time, uh, quite frankly. But it is unfortunate because there were a lot of good things that were happening. Scott, your thoughts on the XFL? I think you're both wrong. <laughs> I think, first of all, you you labeled it as a bankruptcy. There are two different types of bankruptcy. Actually, there are multiple types of bankruptcy. Bankruptcy 11. Yes, he took 11, which is a restructuring of funds and restructuring of debts. So mm-hmm. all he's doing is putting his creditors off or working deals with them. There's also talk of already a team being promised to San Antonio. His big mistake, I think, was trying to put a team down the throats in New York 
and then the Southern California market in LA where they already have trouble drawing in those two markets because, you know, New York is pretty much the Giants, if you think about it. And LA is University of Southern California. You know, they don't even accept the Rams anymore, let alone. Yeah, and I did that just for you. Um, the, you know, the Chargers have issues. I mean, if the Raiders wouldn't have moved here, I'm pretty sure the Chargers were going to move here to Las Vegas. Um, so I, I think, you know, with the NFL possibly having to push back their season because of, you know, this coronavirus issue, there wasn't room for him to play this year. So do I think he could come back in the following year? Yes. But, you know, all these teams are going to have to have compressed schedules or move their schedules around. And don't forget, you have other sports that are taking up those stadiums that he couldn't book dates in. So why don't you just close it down for a while, restructure it, and come back again? Well, I thought he, I thought I read in the article when the announcement came out that not only has he suspended. I think we lost Aaron now. Uh-oh. I know he laid everybody off and she yeah, had and filed the, the BK-11, but I thought I read, and I could be wrong, that he was not planning on coming back in the foreseeable future with this version of it. No. Yeah, but how many times have we seen arena football one, two, three, four, five down the line? I could see this coming back. Um, he didn't lose a lot of money. You know, he lost, you know, obviously for you and I, it'd be a lot of money. But Vince is, you know, I mean, he's got more money than God. Um, he, he could help with the stimulus checks. Um, he's, doing, he's doing business decisions. Like today, cutting the workers. It's a business decision. He wasn't losing money. You know, everybody, and I've talked about this for years, and I've talked about it early on when we started the show. The live shows don't make money. They don't. It's never happened. It basically is a wash when they leave an arena. If they break even, they're lucky. What do they make money on? Merchandise. They're not able to sell any merchandise right now. The toys, the t-shirts, all that kind of stuff is not selling. So if you can't sell and then you WWE can't arrange for people to have, you know, store signings or, you know, marketing, you know, at Toyota or, you know, I'm just throwing out a name, you know, they're not getting money from them because they can't have those signings, you know, now they're losing money. So they do have to cut payroll. It's a, it's a business decision. Speaking of merchandise, uh, Ryan just shared in the chat room that Killer Cross must now be called Carrion Cross in NXT because they already released a shirt form saying Carrion, K-A-R-R-I-O-N, Cross. So not verifying that. I'm just sharing what, what Ryan put into the chat room for a piece of merchandise in NXT uh, for, um, for Cross. So, all right. Um, well, we'll see what happens with the XFL. All right, last thing I want to want to mention and bring up before we go into the the releasings, there's a new challenge that the Fanatics Sports Company put out there, I guess, last week called All In. And the purpose of this was not unlike the uh, Ice Bucket Challenge or any of that sort of stuff years past where a athlete or somebody famous or whatever puts up or grabs almost like in an auction setting where the highest bidder then would win the item or items and the money donated for that goes to uh, one of the, I can't remember the organization, but basically it's to feed like a food bank, a national food bank that goes food back in the community. So Undertaker accepted the challenge that was thrust upon him by, a couple, by one or two other folks 
And his challenge basically is dinner with him in Texas and getting a um, one of his ring-worn jackets given to them by The Undertaker. So Undertaker's all in, and then he named a couple of two other people to toss the challenge to. I know Peyton Manning's in this and many, many other entertainers and sports figures. Um, I just tip my cap to The Undertaker for doing something like this. Guys, your thoughts? Well, being in the memorabilia market, sure, it, it works. Um, obviously, there's a fan base for The Undertaker and, you know, all the gimmicks that come with it. Fanatics, you know, they've gotten in with a lot of the athletes now signing exclusive deals like Marc-Andre Fleury signed an exclusive deal with the Fanatics. So all his autograph signings have to go through the Fanatics company currently. The other thing is, um, you know, it's very similar to the Jimmy V uh, uh, Foundation, you know, for Cure for Cancer. Those charity auctions always bring extra money because it's going to a good cause. And I respect that. So let's just, let's run the price up and do what's good. And uh, I want to thank Mark for doing that. And I'll be, an a I'll be AJ Styles. Thanks, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, Matt, your thoughts. I thought it was really cool. It's kind of weird to see The Undertaker come out of a shell after, like, all these years because you never see him, like, talk, do anything. Little like, see a random thing pop up of, like, The Undertaker on Instagram is kind of still surreal and weird to me, but it's cool he's doing stuff like this now. The last I looked yesterday, his thing was up to, like, $8,000 was, like, the winning bid. Wow. Well, if we guys, if you guys want to make a bid, I can chip in two dollars and fifty cents if you want. <laughs> I'll start it off. <laughs> uh, by the way, Ryan, we have confirmed on the WWE shop, uh, WWE.com shop site, there is indeed a shirt out there for twenty-seven ninety-nine for Carrion Cross. I, I'm not sure. I'm thrilled with that first name, but uh, it is what it is. But it is out there, twenty-seven ninety-nine. Okay, now, the revival we know was released last week under different circumstances. Uh, so this was the example I gave earlier when it came to Lana. These guys signed a, oh no, not these guys. I was thinking of uh, Anderson and Gallows. These guys had not signed a new contract. So they were obviously released at the end of their contract terms. Expectation is that they will more than likely land in AEW. Now, guys, 40% of the workforce at WWE was let go between talent, on camera, behind the scenes, as we saw even one commentator, Nate in English. I have to say, and this is sort of a little tongue-in-cheek, I'm really not wholeheartedly surprised because none of these guys that and gals that were released are the main event people, right? Would you agree to that? I agree. The only one that sur uh, surprised me was Rusev. And Gallows and Anderson, who had, you know, obviously on-camera time with AJ. And they had um, and just I, signed the contract, didn't they? Yeah. The so, I mean, other than that, none of these really surprised me. You know, Kurt Angle, he deserved to be on a Legends contract anyway for appearance. So, it's a, it's a business decision. Matt? I just want to know how Mike Rotundo is going to feel about uh, um, not working there when his, when his boy is there. Or two boys, actually. Yeah. Yeah, well, we haven't seen Bo Dallas in a while, and I'm not surprised. I'm surprised that he wasn't on this list. Well, was I, you, you I was just hoping the Iconics weren't on it. 
I will share that I will share this that there was one surprise that kind of caught me, and that was referee Mike Chioda. Got a lot of years though. A lot of years. Well, that's my point. This guy was your senior referee, wasn't he? Uh, <laughs> I would say him and little Nate. Yeah, but Chioda, was he not with the WWE longer than Little Nate was? No, I thought he came over with the WCW thing, too. He did. Well, I, he did that, I'm not sure. I was, really surprised by, I was really surprised by Gallows and Anderson because they've been pushing the club so hard the last year with AJ that I'm honestly shocked they got rid of two-thirds of them. There's... Plenty of other people on the bottom of that list besides those two that could have gone. But from what I've heard, they signed $900,000 a year contracts. So yep. that's a lot of money to save, I guess. I guess so. Um. <laughs> you could also restructure your deal. It works in the NFL all the time. There, that's, there you go. Uh, Keita Williams, my good friend from Days Yon, Yon God and By, a previous employer. Good to see you out there. Thomas puts in the chat room, B-team, B-team, go, go, go. <laughs> uh, Another one, Curtis Axel. I'm surprised he wasn't let go, too. Yep, yep. Let's see. Zach Ryder, uh, Ryan puts something in there. Sounds like he's interested in Zach Ryder. That's AEW. Cody introduced Zach to his fiance Chelsea Green. Um, oh, and Thomas shared that Chioda's been around since 1989. Yeah. So, I, I don't know. I bet you Tony Khan and Cody Rhodes have been busy today. Yeah, right? Well, in response to Ryan, um, yeah, in, in wrestling, who hasn't introduced everybody to everybody else? That seems to be a common occurrence. It's like a puppy farm. <laughs> that's, that's a very good point. That's a very good point there. Um, but here's the one thing that AEW does have going for them. And guys, correct me again if, if I'm wrong on this, but AEW already has shows filmed. Uh, in the can for what three, four, five weeks out? Is that about correct? Did you guys see that as well? Yeah, from what I heard, yeah. So they can sign these guys and gals now, but effectively they can make contracts start when they need to start filming again in six, seven weeks. Buys them time monetarily, as long as the talent's willing to wait to make their debut, get their first check at that point, but sign a contract now, knowing that they have this waiting for them. Is that possible? It's possible, but I don't see it happening if they're smart. The reason being is Tony Khan has lots of money, but Vince McMahon has more money. And who's the better businessman over history of wrestling and knowing wrestling? Cody doesn't have that history in wrestling to run the organization. I know he's son of Dusty, but Dusty never had a wrestling organization that succeeded. He ran his own little things down in Texas and in Florida, but they never succeeded. You have to have marketing. And right now, with I said, like I said with Vince, toys, T-shirts, you go into any restaurant, you say John Cena. Half the people in the, the restaurant know who John Cena is. You go down there and say Jake Hager, they're going to look at you like, is he my waiter? <laughs> <laughs> it's not going to sell, and he doesn't uh, – they don't understand that. Over Wait, that history – you need that marketing of the toys. And I know they came out with little toys and stuff like that. But I can tell you, I have a nephew who's six years old, and he can tell you who every action figure in his box of 100 is. And they're all WWE. If I throw a Jake Hager in there, he's going to tell me 
oh, that's swagger. I guarantee yep. it. Yep. I'll say even then, throw in like a Dean Ambrose and a John Moxley. Everyone knows who Ambrose is, but. Exactly. So until they break that barrier of getting the marketing down, they're not going to succeed. I know it's a cute thing to do right now, but I've I've been in the wrestling business now since 82. I've had my own indie. Um, I've worked, you know, obviously board of directors of the CAC. I've been around everybody. I, I spent time like family member with Nick Bockwinkle, who was involved with, you know, the AWA in the failure. And I heard all the stories, you know, so needless to say, until they get their marketing done, it ain't going to survive. And signing all these WWE guys, everybody's saying all the WWE guys are going to AEW. The WWE still getting plugs for it. Right. Hey, I want to give a special shout out to somebody who's uh, in the uh, chat room, actually in my watch party, Renee Davis. Um, she is the host of a new show that's on Go Live Vegas that airs the second and fourth Fridays each month called The Bewitching Hour. Every Friday. From, uh, what did I say? Well, it's every Friday now, every Friday, Saturday morning. So Friday 11, 11.59. And so it, it'll play the two uh, same shows. Uh, so if you miss it the first time, it'll play it again the next week. And then the new shows every oh. two weeks. Perfect. Perfect. Thank you very much. I was unaware of that schedule change. <laughs> but uh, yeah, uh, the Bewitching Hour, though, is a show hosted by Renee Davis. She was a former Ray Lett, sang with Ray Charles, and of course, many, many other credits. And she does a show that basically takes you from A to Z across music from the 50s and the 60s and early 70s and Motown and you name it. And her first show aired last week and it was absolutely tremendous. So be sure you tune in to the Bewitching Hour hosted by Renee Davis on Go Live Vegas. Download the free I want to app. Give her a plug. Oh, yeah. And download the free app. Thank you very much to your, to your mobile or any uh, Android or Apple device. You can catch it there as well. All right um okay unless i missed something on the wwe report guys i think if i hear a bell we can switch to aew he doesn't have it ready ding uh, ding uh, is that been good enough there it goes that, give that him be- one job to do Shut <laughs> <up>. <laughs> all right AEW. scott you kind of touched on this uh early on in the show about about shows being maneuvered i heard it by the way um this year's Double or Nothing, which would be the one-year anniversary of when AEW made their debut show here in Vegas at the MGM, was supposed to come back May 23rd, I believe, which was, uh, I want to say Memorial Day weekend, but it may be off a week this year. Yep. Not coming to the MGM this year, of course, like many events. Any news as to where they might be planning on doing it, guys? I haven't heard. They just said they're going to do it. They're going to have the pay-per-view on that day. It's just not going to be in Vegas. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll find out soon enough um, as to where they will they will do it. Probably, you know what? They'll probably do it on um, Dana White's island somewhere. Probably Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Gilligan's Island. There you go, or Coney Island for that matter. Um, all right. Before we get into pop culture, I'm not going to jump any sharks. I do not want to talk too much about it because otherwise we'll never hear it from Johnny. But Dark Side of the Ring this past week focused on the um, uh, the story of John, uh, Jimmy Snuka and whether he killed or did not kill his girlfriend at the time. Um, I found the story compelling. 
The first thing that came to mind, they had Don Morocco as one of the people. Did you guys see it, by the way? Yes. Scott? Negative, but I know the story being uh, good friends with the family. I've, I've heard both sides. Sure. No, I, I'm not. I don't want to get into the story of it because I know probably many people out there have not seen it yet. Um, but I want to mention, you know, obviously they have people, um, wrestlers at the time, and his biggest uh, feud at the time with Snooker was, of course, Don Morocco. And um, I loved watching him as much as he was a heel in the day. There was just something about him. But when he appears in this episode, I got to tell you, I didn't recognize him. Age, you know, time, time was not very kind to him. And, and I say that with all respect because I know a lot of wrestlers who have gone through the wars as time goes on, the bodies fail and looks and whatnot. But, um, yeah, Morocco just he surprised me when, I, when he started talking and they take a couple of seconds to pop the name up of who it is. I was just like, wow, that's Morocco? Well, I mean, if you look at, uh, you know, Paul Orndorff nowadays, yeah. he's a shell of himself. And, you know, there was this guy on uh, Facebook by the name of Aaron Phillips that yeah. showed some pictures of his high school with no. hair. No. <laughs> and I Not swear again. to God, the 80s called and they want their hair back. Whoa! <laughs> you knew that was coming, Scott. We're going to disconnect you if it sounds like a dial hold. Though, just stay on hold, okay? Okay. I want to see you. I'm Don Morocco with a chair shot. That's For right. all the listeners, you got to look at Aaron Phillips's Facebook page. Give him a shout out of his '80s. I, I figured uh, you know Saturday Night Live was playing in the background somewhere when he did that hairdo. Aaron, Aaron, back in the studio. <laughs> You can find that collage of pictures to satisfy Scott. Feel free to grab it and put it up while we're talking. But Scott, I would love to see what your high school picture looked like. I bet you had some hair. Actually, I was a towhead. Uh, I was blonde with the you know straight down, straight across haircut. You know, in the seventies, you had the bowl cut. Yeah, I had the bowl cut, and I was blonde hair. I showed the picture. Uh, my half sister actually sent me pictures last night. And I sent them to my daughter, Tabitha, and she, you know, first response was blonde hair and hair. So I was like, okay, yeah, your Christmas is over, kid. But anyway, yeah. I, I too, was born as a towhead. I had, I had bleach white hair when I was born. Aaron, yep. I heard you jump in there. Were you going to say something? Aaron? No, it wasn't me. Okay. Well, if you can find that picture, feel free to pop it up there. Um, okay. Um, but the other thing I want to mention about Dark Side of the Ring, um, by the way, in, in honor of my gesture earlier, I will give you the stone cold gesture off camera. But the other thing that I really like. Uh, <laughs> right. There's a picture. I, it, did he put it up? Yeah. Uh, yeah. It I see. Yeah, I see it there in the corner. You mentioned Toehead. Look at me in my Batman T-shirt there. How can you have no Batman cape? <laughs> I had it. I had the plastic cape and cowl that I used to run around my house uh, when the when the uh, original 1964 version of the TV show with Adam West came on. But uh, the upper left hand corner of the brown jacket, that is my high school senior picture. Look at that hair. Pristine. Pristine. I'm still a good looking guy. It's just that the hair has migrated south. I like uh, the Halloween costume of the football player. Which, uh, <laughs> You can go down to that. That was my that was my varsity team picture. I actually made the team in ninth grade. I played on the varsity squad as a linebacker, believe it or not. Oh, nice. So and Aaron can actually run. That's correct. Hey, listen, they didn't need to time my 40 with a sundial like they do now, okay? <laughs> <laughs> with a calendar, I can't complain. So 
Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> and that's uh, that was a picture of me in school. I don't know. I was leading some club or another. And then the other one with the cap and gown on, that was my college graduation picture from uh, Penn State. So, so were you a football player at Penn State? You know where I'm going down this path, being a Michigan boy. <laughs> no, 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 actually, I, did you, I, did I, you take the showers okay? <laughs> no, I took them fine because I didn't. I took them by myself at home. I was, believe it or not, too small. I was too small to play football at Penn State. No. You know no. what? I can I can believe that because I can tell you this: the Big Ten, the Penn States, and that area, corn-fed big boys that can you know. Block for a big running back. That, yeah. <laughs> I, I, I tried to steer us away, but it didn't happen. I, I I stuck with intramural sports, and I was I was a referee, and I was an umpire, and then many of these guys during the off season, they played the volleyball, they played the intramural basketball. I saw these guys, and I'll tell you what: when I looked at them at over three hundred and thirty pounds and built like houses, I was glad I was not playing ball there. Yeah. Absolutely. That's Boys That's the new title for Thoughts Count Anywhere? The past. Oh, what's that? <laughs> what? Say what? I said the new the new uh title for Thoughts Count Anywhere? The past. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> All right. Let's quickly wrap up with the couple of pop culture items we have on here. Uh, oh, by the way, I did want to mention about Dark Side of the Ring. I'm really enjoying Jericho as the narrator this season. I think he's doing a great job. Just thought I would throw that out there. And if right. you haven't seen the Stone Cold episodes, the Ric Flair one aired the other night, and you know the one with the Undertaker was awesome. So there are some good documentaries out. Not only Dark Side of the Ring, but also WWE has the Stone Cold uh, Chronicles or whatever they call them. Right on, right on. That's a good. That's a great point. All right, um, high speed train from Las Vegas to LA or LA to Las Vegas was approved. A six hundred million dollar. Uh, private bond allocation for construction uh, for it to hopefully, possibly, maybe, could be, keep your fingers crossed, uh, to be started or completed, whatever their goal is, in about four or five years. The thing that stuck out here with me is that with all that's going on, here the state of California, which has one of the strictest uh, stay-home things that are going on at this time, they approved a $600 million bond to move forward. Guys? Well, isn't this like the third or fourth time this high-speed train has been approved and they've thrown money at it, both the state of Nevada and the state of California, to go, gone. No money, nothing. And I can tell you this, unless it drops you right in Orange County or downtown L.A., Disneyland area, the last one I heard was going to stop at Apple Valley, which is Victorville. Why? Has no, ch no chance of surviving. That's what I heard this one is. It's going to drop like 90 miles away from L.A. right near some other train so you can get to L.A. Well, if you're already going, you know, into L.A., there's that magical theme park they could drop us off at, which has a nice airport there you could fly to, you know, or, you know, just take us somewhere else. But, you know, if you're going to spend that kind of money, and L.A., once you get in the downtown area, and you guys have been down there with me, where are they going to put this train? There ain't nowhere it can fit. Yeah. And I don't know, you know, here in the Valley in Las Vegas, if they try to put it underground, has anybody tried to dig a pool here? If you go down about a foot, you hit Caliche. So unless they throw a lot more money at it, this has no shot. This is like pissing away money. In the desert. 
Well, Elon Musk has broken ground, supposedly, on this underground people mover thing, didn't he, a number of months back? Yeah, it goes from the convention center to the other convention center. So you're only looking at a block and a half. I'm sorry, are we too freaking lazy to walk across paradise? We, I, we do need a train system in this, in this city uh, for its residents. So <laughs> well, the they should have used but. the monorail instead of buying it from Disneyland. And yes, those monorail cars are from Disneyland. I know ex-business partner of mine that changed out the windshields and they have the Disneyland stamps in. So it's just like the episode of The Simpson. If they would have put the monorail to the airport and then ran it to downtown LA or downtown Las Vegas, it would have been a success or run it right down the center of the strip where people could ride it and take decent pictures of the strip. Who wants to see the back parking lots? Right. No, I agree. I, I agree. Good, Matt. I was just saying it would, it would have made it a lot more successful instead of the way the monorail is now if it ran across the strip downtown to the airport. A lot of more people would be using that thing, and it would be a thing to actually use instead of just walk by and being like, oh, it's a dollar, never mind. When I was in that, that godforsaken industry of timeshare many years ago, we were actually talking about how the monorail was supposed to be extended to the airport. However, true, true. obviously, that, that was actually part of the plan help but that obviously has not and probably will not materialize anytime soon so well, that's because all you have is the politicians in the pocket of the taxi cab drivers there you go all right last last two items i'm going to kind of meld together that we have here um the first thing we're talking about or the next thing that we have on our list is the stimulus checks um many people who uh have direct deposit information on file with the irs have been receiving uh, there's via direct deposit. I've been noticing comments on Facebook that more and more people each day are stating that they are receiving it. Um, I don't know about hand mail checks. If I get one, I'm going to be getting one hand, you know, hand uh, a live check. I'm not expecting one. So if I get it, great. If I don't, I'm not shedding a tear. Um, with that being said, though, where is the first place? you guys will go once the stay at home order has been lifted and under the presumption that you may still have some of your stimulus money left if you got it that will start with you i'm going to power play sports (laughs) (laughs) you got some cool killer cross and tesla blanchard stuff everybody should buy there you go here we go i gotta get get carrying cross so obviously (laughs) Right, we have to get carrying cross. There you go. You can get something like know. Well, the good thing is uh, when uh, Kevin, or as we know him, Ke- Killer, his autographs are just cross. So yep. I'm good. Uh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Jason, how about you, sir? I'm going back to work for Power Play Sports. There you go. <laughs> All right. Scott, how about you? Where's the first place you're going to go once the stay is lifted? I'm going to go to an escape room because I want to sit in a room by myself for <laughs> 45 minutes. Uh, oh and then I'm going to Popeye's. Drop the mic. There you go. There you go. Right on. Right on. You know, my, I don't know where I would go because at this stage, you know, we don't, we're not partiers. My wife and I don't drink. We're lucky if we stay up past 9 o'clock. Uh, but I would That's why we do the show early. That's right. That's right. Um, but I would dare say we'd probably go to one of our favorite restaurants, and it could be something as simple, quite frankly, as like uh, an Applebee's to Marsigliano's Pizzeria over on Sahara and Cimarron. 
just to get out of the four walls, to sit down and have a place where we can interact with other people, uh, I think is really kind of something we're going to be planning when the time comes. I, I do have some places I want to go. And that is, I have two favorite restaurants. And Jason, if you, you want to join us with your stimulus check, you're more than welcome. Either Yamasushi or Bluefin, because I can tell you this, when I go in for sushi, I can't do the takeout thing because I do the all you can eat. And I can't say I want page three, four, and five. So <laughs> we, we keep going until you can't eat no more. <laughs> I, I think the last time Jason went with uh, my wife, Amy, and my daughter, I think we had 36 orders of was that garlic tuna spicy garlic, garlic tuna, tuna. Asian yeah. and uh garlic tuna and uh asian albacore yeah and that was just the appetizer yeah <laughs> i bet they don't give you a lot of take-home containers there huh no they i i heard you go now you've eaten too much five families have died you know because they starved to death or something yes <laughs> Thank you, John Panette, by the way. Yes. <laughs> I'm from the Luna, not the rice. There you, there you, <laughs> there you go. Um, I, the, the other thing that I just hope, uh, I have a week's vacation planned in July to go down to Lake Havasu, which my wife and I have done for each of the last like seven, eight years. And uh, although we've inquired about, God forbid, if we need to cancel because of what's going on about getting a refund, but I'm hoping come July 10th, I will be relaxing and chilling out down to Lake Havasu. So. I would be really disappointed if that doesn't happen. I was really hoping to go to San Diego Comic-Con, but there's already, like, rumors that's getting canceled, too, because it's in July, and they said there's, like, like 400,000 people end up showing to that. That'd be one huge mass gathering of people. It's probably a little too soon. Absolutely. Uh, Scott, on our way out, let's give another plug if you wouldn't mind, for PowerPlay Sports Collectibles online, please. Online, you go to PowerPlaySportsCards.com. PowerPlay Sports Cards was our original name. Go to the website. We have all the wrestling, baseball, football, basketball, all the celebrities we've had, 8x10s available, some other items that are going up as we speak. And we have that wrestling uh, gimmick bag of 8 to 10 autographs for $60. Guaranteed 8 8x10s, if not all 10, but you're guaranteed at least 10 autographs, $60 delivered. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate you having me on the show. You guys have a great week. We'll see you next week. And all I can say is, once again, thanks to all the first responders out there. Right on, right on. Thank you, Brother Scott. Matt, how about you, sir? Thoughts, uh, any final thoughts going out? Wanted to thank everybody for all they do and hope everybody stays home and safe and let me in. <laughs> Jason, parting comments, sir. Same. Thanks to pretty much all the first responders, the people at the stores, everyone that is still working and in the line of fire. Thank you for their help. And just be safe out there. Keep doing what you're doing. Wash your hands. Quit touching your face. The norm. Yeah, right on. Keep doing what we should be doing out of common courtesy anyway, right? Yes, sir. All right, uh, one last plug or a couple of plugs for some more shows here on the Go Live Vegas studio. Saturday morning, 10 a.m. to 11 a.m., catch Our House, Our Voice, courtesy of The Fan, The Fan Action Nation, uh, hosted by yours truly, Andrew Coppell. <laughs> Andrew Coppell, um, our special guest this week, scheduled thus far, will be Rich Perez. Uh, he will be uh, on talking about sports coming back on, fan of the week, things like that. Twin brothers from different mothers from 12 to 1. 
we'll be on. We're working on some musical guests, one that I, one of national prominence, but I will not, cannot mention until we know for sure. So other shows, and hopefully when this is all done, Power Play Sports Collectibles podcast will be off of hiatus and we'll be back on the air subsequently uh, 8 a.m. on whatever Saturday the boss, Scott Hosey, themes were good to go. So, and of course, for all your, your um, videography, TV, podcast stuff and things, look up Go Live Vegas right here on Facebook. They're available there. GoLive.Vegas is the website. Reach out to Aaron for all your needs. That, thank you for joining us. So I hope, we all hope that for the last 70 minutes, we've given you a little bit of a distraction from all the craziness that's gone on. And you're plugging everything else. Follow Thoughts Count Anywhere's Facebook page. Follow our Instagram. And Go you can follow our audio sites everywhere. Podcasts yeah. are available. You can, podcast, you can advertise everything else. You got to get no, us in there. <laughs> and I, I, you know what? I forgot about it. And by the way, you know, we are we are still looking for, we are still t- talking to folks about sponsoring. You know, if you have an online yeah. business that really has been aiding you through these times, we have some very, very comfortable packages to aid you through this time in order for you to promote your business with us here on Thoughts Count Anywhere. Um, so please give it some thought. I mean, our audience, how many views did we have for last week's show, Matt? It was like 43,000. And that's in one week, ladies and gentlemen. How much money would you have to spend to just try to get in front of 43,000 people over a seven-day period of potential clients? i tell you what, it would be a heck of a lot more than what we can offer you, what we have planned to offer you to become a sponsor of an advertiser here with us here at Thoughts Count Anywhere. Um, look us up. We're all over the place. It's probably a short list of where we're not. So, uh, yes, right. Matt, thank you for reminding me to do that. Listen, hey, Aaron, well, I got one more, one more thing. For hey, is, John, is, is Johnny on the line all of a sudden? What is this? What's going on? Oh, but I, I got one more thing. You've given us time. Hey, if anybody needs any announcing or any hosting work, we've got Aaron Phillips, and he does a great – you know what? He does a damn good job. Don't you have Thank a website you. there, uh, Aaron? Uh, I Well, I, I do for one of my podcasts. Uh, you can check out some of my work at twinbrothers.vegas. But you can also find me on Facebook. I am in the process of revamping my website, AaronPhillipsTheVoice.com. You can check me out there. Do you have an email? Thank you, Scott. Uh, email AaronPhillipsLV2018 at gmail.com, as well as AaronPhillips at GoLive.Vegas. Um, and, of course, I'm all over Facebook. Scott, for, thank you for mentioning that. I will not boast my own horn. That's not my job on these shows. I appreciate you putting that out there for me. But well, I promise I'll say, you. Know, I'll say. Aaron, you do a wonderful job, and we love you. Thank you very much. Thank you. I, In the words pre- of a release superstar today, it's true. It's, it's damn, damn true. <laughs> yes, yes. Now he needs to put yes. on the belt. Yeah, well, I'm it up and defend it. Let me, let, me, let me lean out of the way. That is the belt. That is my belt right there in the middle, right there. But I, listen, I, I appreciate, I appreciate the, the words, guys, and that uh, means a lot. Um, I do what I do because I love it. But I will say this. If anybody does hire me for a gig where I need to be out and stage your face, I will be more than happy to make my wife happy and get rid of all this stuff on my face and look clean. So um, be that as it may. With that, guys, um, thank you for watching, everybody. We will see you hopefully next Wednesday right here at Thoughts Count Anywhere, 7 p.m. If, if Meantime, check us out on all of our podcast uh, locations, Facebook, et cetera. So for Jason, the mishandled bell ringer, for Matt, for Scott, 
for Aaron back at the studio, and even for Johnny, who's not with us tonight, but we know he is here in spirit. Thank you for watching Thoughts Count Anywhere. We'll see you next week right here on Thoughts Count Anywhere. Thank you, everybody.